Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick begins session four of the five-part Living the Dream series. Dreams are God's seeds that are intended to change the way we think and remove the boundaries from our lives. God is a dream giver, men are dream stealers, and Satan is the dream killer. In this series, you will learn how to recognize a God-given dream, the steps necessary to fulfill it, and four tests you must pass before your dreams can become a reality. This series was taught at the Victory Worship Center in Harrogate, Tennessee as part of the Recharge Conference, where Gary Miracle is the pastor. On this broadcast, Brother Rick begins Session 4, entitled The Prison Test. He begins the session by telling us two reasons why God puts a dream seed inside of us and then reviews the previous sessions. Then he reads his text taken from Genesis chapter 50 verses 15 through 21 and then brings us the first of three things we need to know about unforgiveness. And now, here's Brother Rick. I've been sharing from my heart a a message that God is dealing with me about. I, I tell you, it has been such a sense of awe this week that sometimes I don't know whether I'm trying to live this preaching or a mixture of both. I believe that's really what's happening, but sometimes it's hard for me to discern what God's speaking to me and what he wants to talk to you about. And that's the way this week has been. Normally, I preach on what I have received from God and and what I've kind of processed. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of anxious to hear what I'm going to say myself because I ain't got a clue. I'm still processing this thing, and God's working it in me while I'm trying to give it to you. So if I seem a little confused, it's because I'm a little confused. Amen. Let me give you that in the Greek. I'm a little confused. See, God's doing something in me. Aren't you glad he never quits? He's always working in us. As I tell somebody, he loves me like I am, but loves me too much to leave me in that condition. He wants to change me into his image. And as Pastor was sharing tonight, he changes us from glory to glory. And I'm in the midst of a shift in my life. How about you? God's wanting to take me some places, and I'm just excited that I get to go on a trip. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 50. And I want to read a few verses of Scripture, starting in verse 15. I've been teaching on living your dream. And last night I shared about what will become of your dream. I said this morning, and I believe it's a true statement, that dreams are God's seeds planted in you. And God puts a dream seed in you for a couple of reasons. Number one, to change the way you're thinking. How many of you know that we think way too small? Abraham wanted a son. God wanted to give him a nation. (laughs) Nobody's praying, oh, God, bless me and my wife with a nation. See, God's dream's bigger than you. Are you listening to me? He's got a whole lot more in store for you than what you're praying for. So he wants to change the way you're thinking. Number two, he wants to take a limit off your life. He wants you to live a limitless life. How many know we serve a limitless God? But the problem is we, like Israel, have limited the Holy One. We place the lids on God. How many of you know he has no limits? God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Problem is, we think too small. 
And God puts these dream seeds in us. And I talked last night about the importance of living our dream. And this morning I talked about how because these are God seeds in you, that you are going to be tested. How many of you know anytime you start moving to do anything, you're going to be tested? You can say, boy, I'm going to get up every morning at 5 o'clock and pray. How many of you know that commitment will be tested? About two or three days, you know, you're up, boy, just jumping up. And that third or fourth day, you know, that clock goes off and you get possessed or something. You know, I don't know what happens, but it's like, Lord, have mercy, you know. I think he'll be up at noon, you know. I, I can't take it anymore. And what it is, is there's a test that comes. Every commitment's tested. And you can bet that the God dream inside of you will be tested. And I talked about this morning some of the tests. And there's really four tests that I've been teaching on that I'm going to continue teaching on. The first test is the pit test where God deals with your pride. Where he strips you of earthly favor to give you heavenly favor. How many of you know the favor of man's good but the favor of God's better? And, and sometimes we wear a coat of many colors and God can't get it out of our hands to give us a robe of royal righteousness. And he uses a pit to strip you so that he can take you to a new level. And I talked this morning about the importance of learning the protocol of the pit that you may learn the protocol of the palace. Because if you don't learn the pit, how many of you know you ain't making it to the palace? So it's important for you to know that. And then second session, I talked about the Potiphar test or the test of purity. And I talked about how God is looking for a pure vessel, not necessarily a perfect one. In fact, the devil tries to get us to be perfect. And how many of you know that that's a effort in futility right there? You're never going to be perfect in this life. You're always going to go through struggles. And, and God's not really looking for perfection. He's looking for purity. And the pure in heart, the Bible says, is seek God. But tonight I want to talk to you about a difficult subject that's so needed in the body of Christ and needed in our life personally. And it's called the prison test. And tonight I want to deal with pardon. I want to deal with pardon. I want to make a statement. As one guy said before I preach, I want to say something. Tonight, before I preach, I want to say something. God is going to use people to chisel your character. Did you know that? God's going to use people to buff off your rough edges. Character is chiseled through adversity. And God will allow people to chisel you out the character he desires you to have. And can I tell you, you can't go any farther till you forgive the people he used to shape you for what he's bringing you into. Y'all remember my signal? Until you are able to forgive the people he has used to position you for where you're going, <laughs> you're not done yet. When you can forgive them, You've jumped a hurdle. And this is important. Let's look in Genesis chapter 50, verse 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will preventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. So they sent a messenger to Joseph saying, Thy father did command before he died. <laughs> They're lying. They didn't say your father asked, you know, ask is to command. Thy father did command, saying, So shall ye, Joseph, forgive. Everybody say forgive. 
I pray thee now the trespasses of thy brothers and their sins that they did unto thee, for it was evil. And now we pray thee, forgive their trespasses, uh, forgive the trespasses of the servants of God thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. His brothers also went. See, they sent a messenger first because they want to know if he killed him. Well, would you like to be the guy taking that message? Thy father commanded, don't kill me, they sent me. Thy father commanded you to forgive them. And when they didn't kill them, they went. The brothers also went and fell down before his face and said unto him, Behold, we be thy servants. Joseph said unto them, look at these two words, fear not. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass this day to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly to them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your anointing. Lord, we feel in the house tonight. Lord, we did come to worship you, and it's all about you. Tonight, Lord, teach us your word. For we need to know your word, Lord. We need to understand your nature. We need to not fear you as if you're an executioner, Lord. But we need to reverently fear you because of your kindness and love. And Lord, even as Joseph spoke to his brothers, I know you speak to us tonight. Fear not, for I have your good in mind. And Lord, give us ears to hear and understanding hearts and obedient wills in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement together said Amen. I want you to understand that the word forgive here is used for the first time in the Bible. In this text. Because Joseph's brothers have betrayed him. And let me just make a statement right here. You will not make it from your dream to your destiny without betrayal. You will not make it there without disappointment. Somebody will fail you. If Jesus did not finish his race without betrayal, we're foolish to think we will. See, I don't want to talk necessarily about the word forgive because I'd rather use the word pardon. And isn't it ironic that Joseph would learn to pardon his brothers while he himself were in prison because of them? How many of you know that forgiveness and pardon is not contingent upon where you are? You can forgive somebody and you can be freed while in prison. And what Joseph had experienced was he had experienced a change. He had experienced a forgiveness and he was able to set him or set his brothers free. And we got to learn how to set others free. It's so important. See, forgiveness and pardon is a test you'll have to pass in order for you to live out your dream. If you're not able to forgive people, you're going to be stopped in the middle of your process. Why? Because people's going to hurt you. How many knows that's true? Well, let's just take a little survey. How many of you have been hurt by somebody? And how many of you know you can't be hurt by somebody if you don't love them? You know, these people come up to me and say, so-and-so said they didn't like this about you. And I said, I don't even know so-and-so. That don't make a bit difference to me. I'm going to go eat about it. How many of you know if I don't know them, they can't hurt me? It's only those that I know that hurt me. 
David said, it wasn't my enemy that cut me. If they would have wounded me on the battlefield, I kind of expected that. It was when I got back to the house and put my sword up. Those are people that wounded me. The people I love the most. See, forgiving and pardon is necessary. Let me give you some things about unforgiveness. These are things that will help you. Because I believe unless we understand unforgiveness and what it can do to destroy us, we'll not be willing to forgive. First thing I want you to understand is unforgiveness will block your own forgiveness. Boy, sometimes we get judgmental of our brother, don't we? I had this guy, he called me. You know, we get so spiritual and we say stuff we really don't mean. There was this young guy got saved and he was a cocaine addict and, and he had a lot of struggles. And I said, now listen, here's my number. And if you ever need me, night or day, call me. Did you know he did? I didn't mean that. I was just trying to sound spiritual. Did you know he called me at 2 o'clock in the morning? That happened to be when he was struggling. I was too when he woke me up. <clears throat> you know, that first night I was so spiritual. And I said, you know, this is what you need to do. And I told him this, that, and the other, you know. And I hung up and I said, listen now, if you ever need me, call me. Well, I didn't mean that again. I sure didn't mean it the second time. And he did. And did you know that next time he called me? He called me at 3 o'clock. He didn't learn a thing. And did you know when he called me that second time, I thought, this time for tough love. Ain't none of y'all been there, I know, but just listen to me confess. And I told him everything I told him before, but it was in a different tone. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at A Fruitful Life. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.